Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Personal Pan Podcast, where we're going to be going through the emotional roller coaster known as your health. Personal Pan, a podcast with your co-host Ivy and your co-host Dan. Dan. Uh, this month, I almost said week, this month we're talking about, well actually it's episode 14, Mind Yourself. You mind yourself. Mind yourself. Uh, we're talking about mental health and what it means as well as how to address it with some peeps because I know that's a hard conversation. Um, and then we're also going to have a side salad. So topic number one is what is mental health? Topic number two is how to converse that with peeps, and then a nice break in the middle. Yeah. Nice reprieve of the stress. Also, for, heavy a, conversations. Uh, for a change of pace, the side salary brought to you by me, Dan. Dan. Um, and I'll be talking a little bit more about uh, therapy and counseling and other just mental health thingies. Yep. Uh, because as you may or may not know, I'm technically a mental health professional. Tangentially. D- you've studied. Yeah. Anyways. You're not certified, (laughs) but you studied. We'll go with that. (laughs) On to my own mental health. Let's go ahead and get things kicked off by talking about mental health, what it means. Yeah. Um, There's, like, different types of uh, mental health, and I think everyone has this different perspective of what it is. Some people use it as, like, a demon trigger word. Some people are saying, like, this is the reason why X, Y, and Z has happened. Um, I think everyone has a degree. Like, everyone has mental health. It's just either you have... You're neurotypical, meaning your mental health is stable. You don't have any additional factors that you're contending with on your cognitive pathways and your reactionary responses. Um, and then some people don't have great mental health. So, like, for example, I have depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a, a few. It's a good time. <laughs> but it's something that I believe that should be talked about a lot more. Because when I'm talking to someone that has never experienced mental health... It's a lot harder to convey to them how my response is different from how their response might be. And admittedly, like, we are all, we're all products of our environment, so everyone's cognitive pathways might be different. But I think it's generally something that should be discussed more because people can have good mental health. People can have unstable mental health or bad mental health depending on their environment and their personal situations. Yeah, and one point I actually to touch on that you mentioned is that people have mental health and they do not. Everybody has mental health. Yeah. What you're trying to say is have a connection, have an open dialogue about it, and also folks who might have mental health issues, I guess is probably the best word. Yeah. Uh, but even then, it can be a bit of a hard lexicon. Uh, because often, as you mentioned, there's this kind of dirty word or connotation saying that, you know, there's mental health problems. And it's just that you're either healthy or you're not. Right. But, of course, just like your physical health, it's a lot more it's different. A, it's a nice <laughs> rainbow, a scale, a uh, yeah. diverse product of what it is. And I think it's a general topic that has a lot of subsets. Certainly. And one of the big things that I like to con- convey with folks is that you're not just healthy or not when it comes to mental health. It's a full spectrum. Um, just to say that you're not currently injured or sick does not mean you are perfectly healthy. Right. I it mean, like, might... I'll have a broken bone, but I have 
health problems. My knees are like Rice Krispie treats. They snap, crackle, and pop. Yeah. And it's something that you have to work on. Some people are more naturally in tune with it. Some people have more problems to deal with it. But that's honestly just like physical health. Some folks are born with certain conditions where they might have an iron deficiency. They might have low blood sugar and they become tired more. They might have asthma. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they have to work a lot harder to be able to do things like run. Right. And then there's In a similar also, fashion. Yeah. And then another thing is that there are environmental factors. So oh, certainly. For example, not everyone is born with type 1 diabetes. diabetes. No, type. Which one is the. There's one that you're born with. We are not medical health professionals, so a no. type of diabetes that you're born with. Yeah, and especially, I think it's an important to note the kind of varying degrees of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great example I've started to use more frequently um, that hopefully helps kind of make the connection for some folks is that you can think about it like just everyday things that you pick up. So uh, I use the example of jobs and work. And let's say that you have a physically demanding job. You might need to be picking up and keep moving boxes all day long. Because of that, later in the line, you might throw it your back. You might have a serious health issue. Right. But in the interim, you might have just smaller concerns. Your back just might be sore at the end of the day. So consequently, you should do things to help relax. You should sit down comfortably. Make sure you have you know, proper shoes, have a good bed, things like that. In the same turn, mental health is similar. If you have a very mentally taxing job, mm-hmm. it may lead to some big issues down the line or exacerbate some conditions you already have. Right. Along the way, though, you want to make sure you're mindful of it, too, so that if you are talking to upset clients every day or talking about complex things, uh, you know, a great example is if you are an emergency dispatch operator. Right, because you're going to be dealing with infra- like situations that are incredibly distressing, and you have to stay calm in that situation, but you also have to have that ability to go home and like process and decompress. Yeah, and some people can be excellent at processing those things. It definitely takes some work, but they can be good at it. So it doesn't mean that, you know, having this job, you know, air traffic controller as another example, doesn't mean it's going to make you crazy. Right. But if you don't have the skills and awareness to do so, it can burn you out and it can catch you off guard. Right. Just like another physically demanding job might. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think, I hate, I hate using the phrase, I think I use it quite a lot. Um, another aspect of mental health that... I would like to see in society is talking about it a lot earlier on in life and I'm not saying it in a diagnostic way but think about it for teenagers a lot of teenagers when they're going through that process of puberty they're developing their identity and aspect of self they're going through a time that is in short distressing I mean I was distressed as a teenager case in point my jeans that I'm not wearing right now but like I think it's a good thing to talk about it with teenagers going, hey, these are things that you might experience, that you might feel, and trying to normalize it, saying, like, you might be really lonely one day, or you might be really stressed out one day, or you might be, like, super manic one day, and try to normalize that conversation versus trying to shut it away in a box, saying, like, oh, you're just being hormonal, or you're just being overdramatic. Yeah. Because the earlier you had that conversation, the less stressful it is to like talk about it later in life especially true too is that you know i come from a family of hypochondriacs you want to let people know that if they're having issues doesn't mean that they are broken that there's a long-standing problem 
if you have a stomach ache, it doesn't mean you're dying and you have cancer. Right. But these teens, if they don't know anything else, they might be worried, oh, I've been sad for the last few days. Do I have depression? Right. Which can feed into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And I think that's, that's something of, like, trying to normalize. And I recognize that not everyone has an opportunity or a stable enough environment where that conversation can happen, whether that is through a teacher at school, through your own parents, through friends, through anything along those lines. I 100% recognize it, but I think having some form of conversation at some point, like at any point within the rearing of a child of saying like, hey, it's okay to feel sad for continuous days. It might become more of a concern if X, Y, and Z happens, but being sad or being feeling lonely for like two or three days that's okay as long as you're conversing about it. Try not to isolate yourself as much. Yeah, and I can have a whole separate conversation on how you might want to get that into the curriculum. Right. Um, you know, I, for instance, believe very strongly that there's a great need for things like independent living skills or financial literacy. Oh, yeah. And Dan, let me tell you about that. Yeah, I agree. It's a whole sort of podcast. Um, but even getting some other lessons on living with yourself, and as part of that, your mental self yeah, might be very helpful. It's something that's really only covered in psychology if they elect to take it. Right. And or, some health classes will touch on it as abnormal conditions. Well, I think it, yeah, I think it depends on the, the school system and True. like who's teaching the health class. Cause like my health class in high school, we talked about it, but it wasn't considered like a stigma. It was just like, you have to be well balanced or you should focus on being well balanced whether that's physical mental social spiritual blah 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 blah, blah. yeah and this Peace is on. i think one of those things where people host sometimes to try to address it but it's only looked at a lens through four teens which they think might make it more appealing hmm. the danger being that they don't say oh, also adults deal with these emotional issues and these mental I, issues as well Trying all the to, time so this is not just relevant to you now right but it's, for the rest of your life, and hey, we deal with it too. Mental health is like acne. Everyone has it at some yeah. point. Sometimes it carries you through puberty. Sometimes it goes beyond puberty. Sometimes you get scars from it, and sometimes it heals on its own. But you just, but you recognize that you have to maintain your skin health in order to fight against the acne or try to help make sure that the acne doesn't get so aggressive. Yes. Mental health is like acne. And you actually make a really good point. <laughs> For what it's worth, uh, I could see it where you could say both of them you're very concerned with, yeah. especially because it concerns how you outwardly appear to the rest of the world, though most of the time nobody notices. <laughs> Until you bring it up. Exactly. Um, now, of course, the good part is that mental health is something that your friends can help you with. Right. They can't help you with your acne as much. Please don't. Or you're about to be very close friends. You're about, you're about to get to a level that you should not. I'm not saying you shouldn't be at. But it would be a very interesting relationship that you would have. And I support that. Talk about acting with your friends. Talk about Don't I, pop the question. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Okay. Talk about mental health. But I do think that's another good thing. Is like our friend group is really open about mental health, like both individually or as a concept as as a whole, which I think is really great. Um, It's actually one of the first friend groups where I've been in that situation. 
but I think like it's great having that conversation with people that you know already have it. But as I mentioned, not everyone has like there's a lot of neurotypical people out there who don't understand that when you're talking about mental health, you're not saying it in a stigma. You're saying that like I had a good mental health day. My mental health day wasn't that great, but it was okay. And then like trying to scale it and everything like that. But mental health, everyone has it, like acne. Yeah, and medication and other things can help. Yeah. And it's not it's not always a requirement to take medication. Oh no, it's just an option you have. It is it is a resource you can utilize that you should not use on its own. Same thing of like No, it's something that you should go to a professional yeah. to talk about and maybe part of treatment to help you. Right. There's also other things you can do to help, like exercise or diet. I love exercise. It's great if you're having a bad day, just punch the shit out of something and you'll feel better as long as that thing that you're punching is not another human being yeah 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 and uh you know other benefit to working out it's actually good time to think about things i mean when i work out i purposely go in there wanting something that's going to push me to a limit where i cannot think about it because my one aspect of my mental health concerns is that it'll just like it'll get stuck in there and then i'll just like i can't let it go and I, like, I obsess over it until, like, either something physically distracts me from it or something else emotionally distracts me from it. So, for me, exercising is a way to, like, say, push that on the back burner and say, like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it type of thing. True. Uh, what I was trying to get at is that, at least for me, uh, exercise can really help me just shift the narrative in my brain. Mm. Uh, so, especially when I'm getting kind of bogged down with little concerns about this or that or just really kind of mulling over something i also have anxiety which is why i tend to go in this direction yeah um putting yourself in a position where you are gasping for breath and sweaty and feel a bit defeated makes a lot of those concerns go away so i think that's what i'm trying to say is to think more clearly you don't have to actively think on those things yeah i think like well i don't remember who told me this but like the best advice is if you are feeling a certain way do something that's going to tax you in some other aspect you're not always up in front present with it like working out like get to the point when you're working out where it doesn't seem so like this emotion doesn't seem so overwhelming to you that makes sense yeah probably not and very simple advice is just do things yeah which is easy for us to say but when it comes to mental health can be it's one of the hardest things to do is anything and i think we'll talk about that within like the second the second tapping of the day is conversing with people about, you know, how mental health affects us. Yeah. Um, so with that, I think a good bridge before we get to that section is to bring it to side salad. Ooh, I almost burped again. I'm sorry. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. There it is. Um, so, uh, dear listeners, uh, we do apologize. This isn't as funny of an episode, but don't worry, we will have puns later on. Um, I mean, but this is an important one, and part of the show is to be personal. So that's kind of why we're here. Because we're like a pan pizza. We're all out in the open and a little bit crispy. We're also oily and have acne sometimes. But um, (laughs) Listen, if there's one thing you can take away from this podcast, everyone has acne no matter how old you are. Puberty Um, just starts it. Pizza and acne aside, um, I want to spend side salad to spend a little time talking to you about um, something that can be hard. But just going through a few concrete steps that can actually really help. And this is for everybody. Yeah. 
so today's science out is talking about therapy. And therapy comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. And part of the reason I want to talk about it is because I have gone through different iterations of therapy. And it's been over the years and also in different states of my life. And because of that, I feel somewhat qualified to speak about my experiences, not for everybody. <laughs> um, but one of the big things I like to address with therapy is that it's seen as this big kind of mentally taxing kind of step when really it's it doesn't have to be. And I, I don't want to discredit the challenge that it can be to seek out mental health help for other folks. But one of the biggest things I want to kind of rebrand it as is opening up to talk to an outside person about your personal mental health. And this means that you do not need to have a diagnosis. You don't need to be looking for medication. You don't need to be worrying about, I have X, Y, Z. I have a particular thing. One of the best, simplest things you can do in looking at therapy is see it as a mental health checkup with a mental health professional. And that's what it is. It can, if nothing else, if you have nothing that you think is pressing at the time, it can at least help set a very good baseline. It's the same you do with a dentist or a doctor. And if you have the means and accessibility to do so, I can't recommend it enough. At the same time, I also fully recognize that therapy is nowhere near as accessible as it should be. And it varies for everybody. So one quick thing I want to do here, as I'm kind of lecturing, I do apologize for that, is to see if it is available as a resource to you. Um, so there are two main approaches I would recommend for going with more traditional resources. First off, if you are a student of any variety, please check with your uh, local student um, health center, uh, or usually there's a counseling center or something, some sort of iteration, um, and they almost always have some form of free group therapy. It's not always going to be what people are looking for, but I can advise this as something that's accessible to a lot of people and is free. Um, there's also a lot of great community resources depending on where you are the world. Um, those are going to vary a lot more depending on where you are regionally. Um, but group therapy, well, is not exactly what everybody's looking for. I've done it for a few years myself. I found it very helpful. Um, it also has its own limits too, but it is a free resource that people often overlook. Second, if you do uh, want to seek out one-on-one -on -one therapy or if you're just curious about it, um, very simple way to look this up is simply if you have any form of insurance to pull out your card and do a quick Google search and just type in your insurance provider, and if it's PPO or HMO, and then mental health services. And this will usually direct you to a portal that will be on your insurance provider's site, which can then give you a directory of mental health providers in your area. Of course, billing and co-pays and everything will vary quite a bit, but just at least letting you know that you might have some resources there. Um, but that's enough word bombing for now. That's I only know kind of some basics there. I have a few more points to make, but Ivy, I want to give you a chance to get in here too. I, I do. I want to piggyback on this and say, you do not have to go to therapy because you feel like you have a problem or someone else says you have a problem. Therapy is not there to make you feel bad. 
for asking out for help. I think that there's a lot of stigma around therapy saying that, oh, you can only go if you have a problem and someone is forcing you to go or you're self-recognizing. I think of therapy as a way, because, I mean, I do it, we do it, power hour, power hour here, um, but therapy is a way to talk to someone and say, okay, this happened, this was my train of thought, this is my reaction, and see if, like, maybe your thought process could be reassessed or give you tools in which if you are given a situation that causes crisis or stress for you, you have tools and resources in order to address it successfully, or at least in a way that doesn't make you more stressed out in the end. Um, and also think about the fact that, like, it's, like, I get very frustrated with individuals who say, I don't need to go to therapy, I don't have a problem. You don't go to therapy because you have, you don't go to a doctor the moment you have stage four cancer, you have hopefully, depending on the healthcare service you have, you have hopefully been going to a doctor and know that this is what your baseline is, as you mentioned, and then these are the concerns that have come up. Um, you don't go to a therapist because you have a problem. You go to a therapist because, hey, you know, I don't know the best way to approach this situation. I need some insight and like how to connect to the situation better. For example, I'm having a fight with my friends right now. Some friends, not within our friend group. Some friends right now. I recognize that going into that conflict, I have my own issues going in. And I recognize they had their own issues going in. I can't predict what my friends are going to say, but I can at least go to a therapist and say like, okay, this is what happened. This is my mental process. This is my, like, this is, like, the cognitive pathway that I went through. Here's my emotional response. How do you think I can resolve this in the most effective way where we can, like, where the resolution can actually happen? And I think one aspect of adulthood, at least that, I mean, I've experienced, I don't know about you, but a lot of people do experience is that they feel that they missed out on a day of class or they missed out on a day of life in which they learned how to do certain social and cognitive things. Therapy is, like, a good way to supplement that if you have the capacity to get it. Obviously, not everyone has the financial resources. I don't fucking have financial resources for a while. And even now, I'm like, I could probably spend my money on, like, tattoos and Sherry Coke, but I know this is a good investment for myself. And you don't have to go every month or, every or like, every week. But, like, I think it's a good check-in of saying, like, think of it as not, like, a doctor's office, but, like, a financial advisor, Right? You want to have a yearly check-in to say, hey, these are my goals for 2019. You know, what are some suggestions that you can provide for me to get to those goals so that way I can achieve them because I might not know the best path for that. And that's kind of like the same thing. Same thing with going to the doctors or a financial investor. Like, here's my goals for 2019. You know, how am I doing from 2018? How can we get to make sure 2019 is successful? And that's it. Yeah, and I think that's a great allegory because if you have a financial advisor, you should be talking to them on a regular basis and not when, you know, you're being audited or have bankruptcy or right. are and worried about things. And the whole concept is that you're investing in yourself now to have a very successful future, whether that future is in a few months, in a few years, or decades down the line. That's what it is. And it's hard to make that investment if there's a lot of stigma around it or there's like that financial barrier because 
guess what? We're in America. Healthcare and like mental health costs are astronomical. But I believe that therapists and social workers should be pay- compensated very fairly. I just think that, unfortunately, not everyone has the money to pay for it out of pocket or their insurance provider doesn't cover it well enough. Which actually brings me kind of one of the last points here. And before I get there, briefly, Ivy, I want to thank you for mentioning. Therapists are a great resource to talk to about other folks, too, if you're especially if you're having sharp troubles. Right. Lots of folks will go and talk to them about you know, a relationship or about friends or about family. And later down the line, it can be helpful to incorporate those other people there if you all choose to do so. Right. Not a requirement at all. Right. But just having somebody else there as an independent but expert assistant to help you through things that you're coordinating with. Think of your therapist as Judge Judy. Two people are going in and they want a resolution. And I'm not saying that the therapist is actually Judge Judy, but it's a very similar format of like if you do like multiple, like have multiple people come in. Two people come in with a conflict, a resolution is determined through the end after both sides give their point. Maybe both sides aren't happy about it. Maybe only one side's happy about it. Maybe both sides are actually happy about it. But you're going in with a conflict or some type of situation that you, as an individual, don't know how to tackle. So you're asking for a third party, an arbiter, to make a resolution for you in the best, like, that hopefully gives the best resolution. Yeah, and at the end of the day, therapists are never going to tell you what to do. Yeah. They're there to help guide you along and support you. Or they'll at least give you options. Of exactly. Like, okay, let's play with this scenario or this scenario and, and give you resources to make that decision. Yeah. And uh, the last point I want to make here is we have talked about how great resource they be, but also they can be inaccessible. One really big thing that I did not know until I was seeking out mental health myself is that there's actually a bit more flexibility when it comes to mental health care. What I mean by this is that a lot of providers, thankfully, and... Uh, <laughs> I guess generously, uh, do sliding scales. There's also a number of folks who are completing their graduate work and have some experience but may not have their full degree yet or are fully licensed. Right, so they're going through And the can be classes. another good resource. This is why I encourage you that even if you're not a student currently, um, if you're you know, well along your career or later on, you can still reach out to these folks who are early in their career or just generally ask them about sliding scales or about flexibility. Because, Lord knows, one of the things that people talk to their therapist about is financial stress, yeah. myself included. And, yeah. And, like, keep in mind, if you can't afford, like, if you have the insurance that'll pay 70, 80, whatever percentage, and you have a copay, pay that. Because therapists and social workers are not paid enough. Like, True. mental health care providers are not paid enough. At, like, they are very underpaid. Um keep in mind like if you like for me i have to pay out of pocket as of right now because my insurance is in a funky place yep. and it's money but i know that i can afford paying full price if i was a college student i'd be like hey is there a sliding scale system or if i was in a different financial pos- position i'd do that but if you have the money to do it oh certainly. pay full price if you don't have a conversation saying like i know i need this service what is something that I can do in order to make it more financially accessible for me and you get compensated. And there's also more flexible options now too, where you can get uh, help from a therapist over the phone or usually through a kind of Skype video session as well. Um, And this can dramatically help change the cost for some folks because it limits a lot of the overhead for the provider. Yep. 
Yep. As long as you do your research on like what, because every provider that you can find, they're going to have somewhere on the internet a blurb about what they specialize in, where they went to school. Do your research on it. If you're interested in it, make sure the person that you want to go visit with is going to be someone that matches well with you. Yeah. And if you're not sure where to start, you can ask a friend. Now, of course, you want to make sure you approach the conversation carefully. But if this is somebody who's talked about getting mental health before and they find it works for them, I know many folks who are happy to uh, ask their providers for a reference. reference. Because odds are you probably wouldn't see the same person that they're seeing. Mm -hmm. But they often know other people who will. And if you can just tell them a little bit about what your insurance or your situation is and ask them to pass it along, every therapist I've met is always happy to help provide resources to other folks who are looking for it. Exactly. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, I think that's been a nice hearty green side salad. (laughs) It's not a salad. It was a deep soup. That was a a stew. Okay, don't don't attack soups and salads. That is my bread and butter. Also, bread and butter is my bread and butter. Well, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't a salad. It was like a stew because it was, like, very hearty. Can I have a hearty salad? Anyways, we're going to focus on how to address (laughs) mental health with other individuals. Um, I'm not judging Dan. I just, I have questions that this is not the time or place to ask them. Just to Fair know. enough. Uh, so talking about mental health with other people. Yep. Um, now that conversation hopefully starts with a conversation with yourself, but it's okay if you don't know how to approach things too. I, okay. I'm not, I'm taking a deep breath cause I just needed oxygen, not out of like dramatic pause. I think it's good, like, if you are aware of your mental health status and talk about it with other people that you feel as though they need that help with, don't approach it in a way of, like, oh, I know how to fix you. Just be like, you know what? I went to therapy, or I have to take medication, or I'm struggling with the same issue. You know, maybe, like, if you are also struggling with the same issue, you can utilize the same resources. I think this kind of ties back into our therapy conversation of, Having resources to address your own personal issues is very beneficial. And you can sometimes say, like, hey, friend who is having an anxiety attack, this is what I do to help my anxiety attack. So you're building an empathetic pathway. You're building empathy. You're not trying to be... I don't want it to be the conversation or situation where you're telling someone to do something. Because we've all seen the memes where they're like, oh, you have depression? Just walk outside. Thanks. Non-depressed and outside. Non-depressed and outside. But I think, like, that's... You have to be careful about how you converse about mental health because it is a very... It is a wide range of situations that can be triggering for some people. I mean, we live in a society where we say if you have mental health issues, it's a bad thing. Or, like, there's really bad stigma around it. Like... But also recognizing that everyone else has mental health, like acne, it's just what degree of that mental health or acne is. Yeah, or to take another example, let's say you're sick. Right. You're physically sick and you have some sort of issue. You probably don't start off by saying, I have the stomach flu and explosive diarrhea. You can say, oh man, I feel sick today. I feel weak. I feel woozy. Nope. nope. Open the floodgates or the poop No, of gates. course. If, I mean, if you're there with your friends, then yeah, that's what yeah. they're there for, but whether they signed up for it or not. Yeah. Um, but it, I do want to stress this. There can be a lot of folks who either don't regularly or haven't ever or haven't for a long time talked openly about their emotions and about their mental health. Right. 
And it can be hard to start doing that. And as hard as it is, especially be the one to start doing that, it can actually be a great thing for your friends too if you can start that conversation. Because Lord knows if you are having trouble with any range of things and you have the bravery to open up to your friends just to start talking and say, hey, you know what? I've been feeling down for the last few weeks. Can I just like talk to you about it? And they don't need to have answers. Right. You don't need to get a resolution. But just opening up and just letting somebody else in on it can, one, feel great to have somebody listen. And, two, if they also have issues of their own, it makes them feel respected that you trusted to go to them. Right. And, and to hear what you have to say. I think, like, personally, I always struggle with talking about my mental health issues with my friends. Um, it takes me a while to open up about it. But having, like, doing it definitely makes the friendship feel more grounded. Um, Because now, at least from my personal experience, I don't have to worry about that barrier of, like, oh, I'm depressed today and I can't talk to them about it because it's a mental health issue and I don't want to open up about that. Which usually makes things worse. Which then cycles back to, like, oh, no, I feel really isolated, but then I really want to reach out to my friends, but I don't know how to start that conversation. Therefore, maybe this is not the time for that conversation, but, okay, we're here now. But maybe I should talk about this later on when I feel better, but I don't know when I'm going to feel better. And, like, that that's that whole You can't always look for the right time. Right. But I I think that having... Even if it's not a mental health issue, even if it's, like, hey... I, today, my emotion was blah, blah, blah. Or I was stressed today and I just need to, like, chill with a friend and watch Star Wars and play Despacito at, like, the most prime moment. Maybe that's what you need to do and just be open and honest with your friends or people that you care about and you feel that connection with. Because if they're decent human beings they're gonna be there for you they're gonna be like okay i understand or like okay maybe i don't understand but i'm still here for you for that and if they're not decent human beings then we need to talk friend yeah and you'll also be surprised by what you find out about yourself when you open those conversations right with other folks where you may not feel anything in a certain direction right but you just might have a general thought that things seem off or you just want to talk about or get open. You might say, you know what? Um, a distant relative died, and I don't really know them, and like I'm not sad. I just don't know how to process. I need it. to explore this for a bit. I think that's that's a really good point. Um, a lot of times, I'm going to say from personal experience, I will get something stuck in my head, and I'm not saying stuck as in like I can't leave it, but it's like case in point i'm having a conflict with a couple of friends right now yeah and i know physically talking about it like speaking the words about the situation makes it a lot more real and easier to address versus having it continuously build in your head same thing with the death of like it is better to talk about it versus it continuously to build in your head and maybe you don't have to talk about the issue specifically but talking with someone saying like hey I'm feeling X, Y, and Z right now, and I just I just need you to be present with me while we're doing this. And some people are better with, like, if they do self-isolation. That's fine. I think it's just recognizing of, like, I am having this moment. I need to do something because I can't stay in this moment. 
what can I go ahead and resolve with it? And I think that is a hard conversation to have with friends, with like family members or people that you care about, because sometimes they'll be like, oh, what did I do that you are now pulling away from me? And it's like, it's not that I'm pulling away from you out of what you've done. It's just right now, something's going on. I need this moment. I will be back and I still care about you. Yeah. And one thing just to pepper in here too, if you feel that you're maybe not ready to talk to other people about things yet, just saying words out loud can really help. Yeah. And to help uh, facilitate that, one thing that I've found is very useful is either talking to yourself in the mirror or talking to a pet or like a stuffed animal or something. And I know that sounds a bit silly, but, but you will be surprised by how well it can do it. Because it's not building in yourself type of thing. It's exactly. It's not perpetual. It's not going into the cycle. And I mean, we And both... while you think to yourself quite a bit. Yeah. Hearing yourself say the words, whatever those words may be. Yeah. Can be impactful. Exactly. And I think like, it makes the word, it makes what's going on in your head a lot more real. Whether that's a good thing or not, at least it makes more real. Um. The other thing that I would want to discuss regarding that mental health of, if you have a friend that says they're depressed, don't, just don't tell them to feel happy because it's not going to solve it. There's a lot, there's a lot of complexity with like mental health issues. And if you know someone that is going through a struggling moment, don't tell them what to do. You can be like, from my experience, this is what I ended up doing, but I recognize your experience is entirely different. That's fine. You telling someone to be like, go take a walk outside that's going to make you feel better. No, motherfucker, that's not going to make me fucking... I'm going to be fucking cold and depressed. Now I'm angry at you because you decided to give a stupid-ass suggestion, but I did it anyways in hopes that it would fucking work. The point is, is that like if you know someone with a mental health situation going on, be present for them. Be open with them. Be honest with them. But do not be critical of them. Yeah, and keep in mind, it's not your job or responsibility to fix these problems. Right. It is your responsibility to be a friend. Yeah, and that's it. And if you feel like that person is being an absolute dick, not saying that it's not ever going to fucking happen, because guess what? People can be dicks. People can be real raw. Dicks gonna dick. Yeah, people can be real raw dicks. That's a very bad mental image. But the point is... Dicks aside. Dicks aside, as always. The point is, like, if you have a relationship with someone and they have a mental health issue, just be a friend with them. Just be open, honest, and present. But if that relationship becomes toxic, recognize that you have every right to pull away from it. Because someone else's mental health issue should not become your immediate burden. Yeah. And that is a very important thing that people should keep in mind. Someone else's mental health issue is not your burden. You are only there to be like, I support you as a friend. I will not take this from you, and I will not take shit from you. Otherwise, I will walk the fuck out. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, let's do a off. Okay. Because you know what? It's not even our decision at this point. We're doing this for our one listener. Our one dog listener. For no. the dog. I imagine that somebody out there has the username Admiral Clapbar. We're doing it. You're not listening to our show yet, but you will someday, Admiral Clapbar. We give you a salute. Two-fingered salute. Three-fingered salute, sorry. I I was going to give a round of applause for Admiral Clapbar. (sighs) 
Oh, we don't. I don't want to catch the clap though. Look, it's not gonna just snap in like that. But it's just like it's just you just it's too. I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing. That was it. The clap was it. Well, this is why you need to have a bit more interaction by phone, um, because you're protected through the app laws. We started out as clapping and became into an STD corner. All right, welcome to personal or goodbye from personal. No applause, pain. applause. I know, but I can't. I got nothing. It's, I generally have nothing. I'm sorry. So will you congratulate me on my win? Yes, but like you literally went from a really happy face to kind of sad when you realized it didn't have anything, and then you're like, I won, and you got happy again. And okay. Mental health. It's a roller coaster. It's a. It's, ooh. Thanks, Until guys. next time. Until next time, guys.